downtown. It's it's a frowny kind of day. It's just hot. That's all it is. It's really it's, hot. <laughs> oh my it god, really it's hot. so hot. Uh, uh. Yes. So uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you're still uh, hot. It's you're still hot you're on alive. Tuesday. You're alive, and you made it through uh, the day Which, that's going to be 106 yeah. it degrees. It means that you're apparently over 80, or excuse me, under 80. That's that's pretty much how you know you're going to make it, be yeah. under 80, which is sad, but true. It's. I had to tell my partner, um, because he had planned to do a little pop-up to, uh, you know, sell some, you know, have a little yard sale, sell some little foods yeah. and stuff, and I was like, babe. Tell me about it. I was going to come. I still will babe. if he does it. <laughs> I mean, he he really wants to have it on the Monday, but I That's don't a, want him to get heat stroke and die. Monday's going to be 104. 106? Every time, okay, this thing with the weather is bullshit. Every time I say what the weather, someone's like, it's going to be higher than that. I just going to say it's going to, like, look, I was like, it's going to be 120. I guarantee someone's like, 126. This, this shit is driving me up the wall. It's going to be over 100. Uh, fuck Washington for not having air conditioning. Well, any that's building. the thing. Everybody's like, oh, f- <laughs> you're you're, uh, you you're gonna you're gonna go to Texas. You're gonna go to Texas. It's pretty fucking pretty hot down there, huh? Yeah, it's really fucking hot here right now too, and no one has air conditioner. Yeah, that's I part literally of have been taking blocks. I I put my my bread pans. I filled them with water, and I made loaf sized ice cubes, and I put those in a bucket, and then put a fan on top of it. Because that's the closest thing I have yeah. to an AC. You, my you windows. Heard it here first. V is living in the 1920s. The 1920s. <laughs> my windows, Jay. Every single window in my house is a different style. Every single one. Oh, that's that's fun. The two front, the two front windows, they look like they're the same style, but they're not. Because only one of them oh. opens, and oh, every single wait. window is a different style and opens a different way. So you oh. cannot put an AC in any of the that's, windows if you wanted quirky. an AC. That's, that's just quirky, though. That's yeah! so quirky. Yeah, quirky's a word for it. <laughs> it's so whimsical. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, um, luckily, yeah, I lived in Florida, uh, and during hurricane season, as we discussed, uh, your AC goes out. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm getting through it. Uh, how about yeah, you? I mean, uh, you're, sitting in, you're, you're sitting completely in the dark. Basically. Uh, it is. I mean, there's some light, but I'm not really. So uh, it's hot. Um, that's all I got. Uh, it's we have all the windows open. Uh, I have a towel that I'm wiping sweat from my brow with. How's the um, pup doing? How is how is she doing? She's with the good. Heat? She's in her kennel away from the sun, so she's okay. just hanging out, feeling good, drinking water. She's doing all right. Uh, we took her for a walk and, or, well, my wife did and she didn't get very far because she basically was like, yeah, we got like down the street and the dog was panting so hard. I was like, I need to bring her back. Yeah. She so was like, I'm not, my paws, where yeah, are my shoes? <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that, but also cause she's a short hair. She has a short snout. She's just not built for this kind of heat. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm Jay Jones. Oh, and I'm V Chatty. What's up? Yeah, uh, this, this, this is, is fucking town. hot town. No, hot it's hot town. town now. Frown town, hot edition. Frown uh, we're coming town, in hot. summer in the city. Uh, we're coming in hot. We're coming <laughs> in so hot right now. That's, we're calling it frown town, hot edition. <laughs> frown town, hot edition. <laughs> we're bringing uh, the heat. It's, it's like, it's funny too, because there are pride events that, you know, this is Saturday. Uh, I'm not Oof. going, I'm not planning to go to Capitol Hill Pride because uh, they're racist. <laughs> but I was thinking about going to taking Black Pride 
uh, which is uh, supposed to be a really cool event. Um, but I feel like if I go there, I will die of heat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to Venmo <laughs> taking Black Pride, <laughs> like, my my fee to get him. Like, here, please. Please have some money. Uh, because I I cannot... I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too pale to be Listen, out in the sun. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, okay, we get it. It's hot. No, you don't. You don't get it. You do not get it. it we it are hot. both. We are both so people from. <laughs> you're from Alabama, and I, I went to high school we have in Florida. We, but we know what hot is. Yeah, we know. That's we true. know when it's hot. Okay, here's the thing. I'll say that. So like, <laughs> The times that I was out in this type of heat, it was for a job or because like st- st- stupidity. Like there was like during the day, typically I stayed inside where we had air conditioning. Right. I remember one summer I was sitting next to the window looking outside with under a blanket because it was so cold in our house because we had just ran our air conditioning <laughs> down to 68. It was 68 in our house. We're like, man, it is chilly in uh, here. I always like to set it at 69 <laughs> because I am a teenage <laughs> boy apparently. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like i do not understand why we all know there's a month of bullshit summer yeah and we can't just have like a tiny air conditioner because it's for, bad like, for the environment room. jay that's why they also don't salt the sidewalks for little old you ladies know it's also bad for the environment cremating my dead body after i die it's <laughs> terrible for the environment i feel like we can have air conditioner for a month just a month. We don't. Yeah, even, we don't I, even I use actually. It the other... Um, I did get a bunch of uh, water bottles, and I currently am freezing them in my uh, freezer, and I'm going to drive around and hand out water bottles. Uh, nice. Later. Now you're in the 1950s. Well, Wait, are the water pe- bottles plastic? They're plastic. 1970s. Yeah. No, I got, I'm, 1970s. Dr- I'm, I'm handing them out to homeless people. Um, because oh, it's fucking hot. So yeah. that's probably what I'm going to do today because my car has air conditioning and my house doesn't. Uh, nice. <laughs> This is a good day for an air-conditioned drive if it gets too much. And that's that's a pro tip for, yeah. I guess, those of us who are privileged enough to have cars. Yeah, my I have a par- tiny, my, tiny car. It my does not take much to cool it. My partner is literally at work in a kitchen right now. Oh, gosh. So it could be worse. It could be the worse. The funny thing about a kitchen is that they t- often say if you can't stand the heat, you should get out of the kitchen. Uh, that's the funny thing I was going to say. Never mind. Anyway. Uh, oh, they do <laughs> say that, don't they? Yeah. They huh. say that. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And it's like I can't. I have to. I have to work here. This is how I make my money. Yeah. So it's just if you can't take the heat, just I guess find another career. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, speaking of finding else, another career, uh, <laughs> a lot of people needed to do that after the passage of Fosta Sesta. Um, Gasp. Or you know, in in most cases, redo how they do their current career. Uh, so there was a uh, Jay. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the <clears throat> excuse me. The Government Accountability Office. <laughs> I'm sorry. The way you said government made me laugh. I Please continue. You're just like, the government. The government. So also known as the OAG, they did a report. Because uh, mm-hmm. FOSSA says it's been a few years. Yep. Got to see that impact. And uh, they're like, yeah, let's well, let's see what happened with this bill. Um, and guess, guess what? Did a lot of good. Sex workers were right. Yep. <laughs> uh, it uh, not only was it rarely used, and when I say rarely, I mean there was a single, a one singular time where this bill yeah. helped in a sex trafficking prosecution. 
I saw one. this article. It's it's wild when you read through this. It's like it did nothing. Literally nothing. It 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 not it didn't no, it didn't do nothing. I wish it did nothing. Well it quanti- it, it quanti- actually what what, what they that. found good. was good. that I'm sorry. I thought the good was implied. It did nothing good. I it apologize. It did nothing good, yeah. Uh, I apologize. It basically, you know, if you're not aware of uh, the the FOSA SESTA there uh, it was a bill to hold Websites criminally liable for facilitating sex trafficking, a.k.a. any kind of sex work. Um, And Backpage, which was a major... uh, And I'll say this. I've been very cagey about my sex work experience in the past on the podcast um, because it can be... um, You can lose housing. You can lose um, access to things. Um, But now I'm feeling like I don't have to be as cagey. So, like... I'll say this. I remember when Backpage went down and <laughs> usually Backpage, you opened it up. If you, if you never went to Backpage, it was like Craigslist, but it looked exactly like Craigslist actually. But like, if you were going, if you went to the couch section, like on Backpage, like there would be ads in there, but they were definitely like all robots, like putting up ads for random couches, or maybe they were repopulating from somewhere else. I'm not exactly sure, but once in a while you would see like, just a little old lady who didn't know the difference between Craigslist and Backpage. Ah. <laughs> Trying to sell her couch. Oh. <laughs> and you know it's good because it's plastic wrap. Like, it's it was never amazing. seen the Yeah, it's never day. seen an actual ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. Um, I, um, I actually was on a quest for a while to get a Backpage. When Backpage went down, I was so sad about it. I wanted to get a tattoo to commemorate back page but the way that i wanted to get the tattoo was i wanted to specifically i wanted to trade i had been trying to get this tattoo since before back page closed down because ideally i would have found the person through an ad on back page right and the idea was that uh i would give somebody a blow job and while i was okay. blowing them they would tattoo the back page logo on the back of my my head that feels risky <laughs> yeah but it's cool. it's a cool tattoo it is very cool but like okay so i'm, I'm thinking about my like okay so here's I'm oh just, you're, I'm oh, you're thinking about your like your ability to actually like focus on a thing while you're getting not even, blown not even that. i'm thinking about like so i think i can focus while i'm getting blown i, I know i can do that what i'm okay. saying is like uh so okay so i'll say this i don't like to jerk off standing up because when i come i have a hard time remaining standing uh-huh, it's like uh-huh. it's, I have to fight. Like I almost like I have to throw hands down. And I'm saying if if I'm doing that, and sometimes during the blowjob, I come unexpectedly. I feel like I feel like you're gonna get a jerky. Like at the end, right at the end, you need like you need to like. So basically, if the tattoo artist can finish before you, he right, finishes, right. you're fine. <laughs> but if he finishes before he finishes, that's risky. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see what it's, you're saying. It's who finishes um, first? That's that's maybe yeah, like, maybe if he's what feeling finishes first, uh, maybe I'll suck on the balls a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like just I feel like uh, that the, the tattoo artist has to get has to be uh, has to be aware that like, all right, like that minute before you feel the train leaving the station, they yes. have to be like, stop. And and you, you really got to stop because a lot of times I'm like, trains leave the station, like, hold on, hold on, hold up. And you're like, what? Huh? Huh? And then I and, and it goes terrible. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta stop. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like you're fine, man. But it's just, it's what finishes first that is the problem. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, that's I just in my head the first thing I thought of is like me trying to steady myself 
while standing and jerking off and how how terrible I am at that. Like it's, <laughs> right. it's like one day I'm gonna hit the ground and like my wife's gonna rush in. It's just gonna be me on the floor covered in cum because I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get it together. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I feel you. I I generally like to sit down. I've definitely like fallen off of beds and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was my tattoo idea. I like the idea though. The idea is good. I still want to do it. You know, you should. You should. I, I, I really do because I miss Backpage because the beautiful thing about Backpage was that it was, you could pay $5 and put an ad up and it was, it was accessible and, oh, it was beautiful because you only needed to put up like one sentence and a picture and that was it. You didn't need to have a fucking website or like be on Twitter 30 times a day being like, haha, I'm approachable. Like you just, you, yeah. you didn't even put your face, nothing, just a picture of your tits and, you know, or your ass, and there you go. Uh, and and now you've got some money. And it was accessible to everybody. And now, and then like one day, it was crazy because they, they did a raid on Backpage. And I had just... Wait, how do you how do you raid? Like, they raided the physical servers? They, uh, they raided the homes of the people who owned it. What? Yeah. They were all arrested. Oh, so they rate. They rate. Okay, I, so I just want the clarification. It's like how do an you... interesting fa- fact. None of them were charged with anything about human trafficking. None of the charges said anything about human trafficking. It was all. Um, it was all like basically freedom of speech stuff. Oh, that's what. And um, okay. you know, so, so some sort of facilitating solicitation or something like that. But they were they weren't actually trafficking prosecu- uh, prosecutions. If you look at the. Uh, if you look at the actual charging documents, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting about these trafficking laws, because they'll say this is for human trafficking and then they'll get all these people and none of those people actually get charged with human trafficking because they're not guilty of it. They charge them with solicitation or uh, or they do what they did in Seattle and they change the definition of solicitation or not the definition, but they change the word. So instead of getting charged with solicitation, they changed the name of the law to sexual exploitation. So even if you're engaging with a person who's like yes i would like to do this please thank you uh consensually right uh yeah you are still labeled you're still charged with a uh and not a misdemeanor anymore but it's a a gross misdemeanor and it's sexual exploitation so somebody doesn't because somebody might look up solicitation and be like oh a guy was trying to get a blowjob that happens you know but somebody looks and sees sexual exploitation on your record um oh that's a wide range yeah, they don't know. They, they, you don't know what that's for. And, yeah. you know, I've seen people get busted while I've done outreach. And, like, you know, the <laughs> the fucking cops, like, follow us around. I'm like, we're literally giving people snacks and, like, condoms. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and people think that I'm, like, I try to tell people about, like, doing outreach. And they, they it's like, they act like I'm, like, schizophrenic because I'm, like, somebody mentioned some plumbing company the other day and I was like, they're cops. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I swear to fucking God, this company is using their, their vans. They, they very well might watch what's going on. Uh, or whatever. Uh, so like, yeah, like, like that you sound crazy until you realize that what the CIA owned a whole ass, uh, communications company was selling like, phones to governments around the world as this company just so they could spy on them so but it's great it's good to have other people with you though because like sometimes like 
I like, you know, I'm driving, I park in a parking lot and then another mm-hmm. car parks outside the parking lot in a weird way. And I'm walking up and I'm like, is that guy taking a picture of me? Yeah. That guy's taking a picture of me. And so I get out my phone and I'm like, I'm going to take a picture of you. <laughs> you can't just take a picture of me like that. All trying to be sneaky and you're in, what? And, and but, people, okay, but people do that, but people do that a lot for a lot of reasons too. Like, I think we live in a society now where if someone sees something, they think like, we'll get them likes. They'll, so they'll try to get you on social media. Like I've yeah. had people take pictures of me. And I mean, obviously it makes sense. I'm, I'm huge, but I've had people take pictures of me. Like, like it was something that started when I was in Korea. When I came back, I thought it would stop. So I thought it was a Korea thing, but I think it's a social media thing. Well, it, the thing was though, is that this car had, they had been following us. Oh, okay. So then that was just someone who We pulled over me. into a parking lot and then they pulled over into a spot that like you weren't even supposed to park Was it in. with a phone or with a camera? That's the other question I have. It was with a phone, but also, Jay, he was like in his, he was an older guy. Like he wasn't like a social media guy. Oh, okay. He so was, like, was just a cop. He was like a baby boomer. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck you. And it's just like. I don't understand why you need to, like, monitor the people who are out here trying to help. You certainly aren't trying to help. Like, you guys are just, like, harassing these people and, like, arresting, you know, the person who I saw who got arrested was a black man. You know, they, like, just, he's just, one second he's trying to get a blowjob and the next minute he's in the system now. And now he's been charged with sexual exploitation. Yeah. So yeah, and a lot of what people don't understand is that if you live anywhere in the country and there is a track, and by track I mean like a place where sex workers walk to get picked up by cars. If you live anywhere in the country near a track, you have noticed in the past three years that there have been way more sex workers. You go out to Aurora, and there's so many girls. We also have like the longest track I think in the in the U.S. Is it? Yeah. It's the longest I don't, one. I, I guess I'm not sure how long it extends. I never I, I never pay attention to boundaries. It's, yeah. it's more like I'm just kind of driving. I'm like, oh, hey, we're here. And then I'm like, oh, hey, we're someplace else. Right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so when, I, when, when Backpage went down, what happened was a lot of people, they didn't have money for the next day. And they don't have money for these other, there are other websites where you could advertise. But they cost mm-hmm. like, some of them are like, $50 a month or $75 a month or $80 a month. Or in some places it's like hundreds of dollars a month, like $400 a month. No shit for an ad. Yeah. Like it depends on where you live. Sometimes uh, like New York city, you can spend $500 on one ad. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. So all these people who are used to be able being able to put up a $5 ad and getting like literally, and it was, fr- it wasn't just, the market that was destabilized in this country, Backpage was worldwide. So even mm-hmm. people in decriminalized and legal countries, their market was destabilized by Backpage getting shut down. And it was fucking, it was fucked up because I, someone said something about, I heard FOSTA says to pass. And I was like, and then I went and I opened up, I was like, no. And my friend was like, wait. And we went on and it's so scary. Like imagine, imagine showing up to work and you pull in the parking lot and you like take out your keys, you turn off the radio and you're like, huh, what's that sound? And then you get out of your car and that sound is a fucking helicopter and your place of employment is surrounded by the FBI, Homeland Security, CIA, the the SPD, like the, 
those were the bat they were the badges were on the website so when you went to type into the website it just showed you these badges of like this yeah. site has been uh has been <laughs> confiscated or whatever by these people and it was it's it's terrifying because then also a lot of these workers were like well i guess i don't i guess i have to a lot of women went back to um to managers uh some people use the word pimp uh i don't like to uh Mm -hmm. because it has a lot of not good connotations uh because some people can be management and not be abusive and then some people i've been managed you know like i feel like that person was abusing me they were helping me but uh it's obviously it's not every every situation isn't the same right Mm -hmm. um so yeah, so this report came out and the OAG said that it destabilized and fractured the entire industry, which is exactly what it did. And uh and and they found that it actually restricts the ability to investigate uh human trafficking. Uh, <laughs> that was another thing uh, oh, because, that they well, found. They shut down even if these sites were which they they weren't, but even if they were being used, well now they're just shut down. So yeah it's it's gonna be and if i am in god this is a weird thing to say if i'm in the human trafficking game i have to say that quietly because my windows are down if they are helping if i'm in the human trafficking game and this happens i am being way more clandestine and i'm being way more careful so well and also a lot of the people who did have websites they shut down or suspended their operations in the u.s so that the current like landscape for like online like commercial shit is uh First of all, there's not as many websites where you can gather tips and evidence. And secondly, uh, there's not places to advertise, you know? It's like there's... And and people say they want to... They want to... you know, they want to end the industry that, you know, they want to end sex work, but you can't end sex work. What you're doing, you're just ending sex workers. Uh, a yeah. lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got killed. Violence went up. I noticed after FOSTA SESTA that the, there were just scarier people out there. Um, and it was harder to screen people. And you have to decide whether, you know, you could take a chance and it'll probably be fine. Um, but like, when we do outreach, we give out a lot of mace. <laughs> Yeah. And we give out, or, or not Mesa, pepper spray. You know, we give people pepper it's spray. Because it's necessary. And um, I, you know, when, when I had, I used to have a space that I worked out of and we had like little knives and like pepper sprays and shit just hidden. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you would know where they are. So if you needed to grab one, you could grab one, um, but it couldn't be found by anybody else. Uh, right. Just for safety. So, yeah, that, that's ex- exactly what we told people would happen, that we begged and pleaded for people to listen to. Um, I think <clears throat> I think you it, hit it on happens. why it still happened, though. It, it, I think you hit on why the law still got passed, because ultimately, like you said, there are people who want to end sex work, which I've always thought is a hypocritical stance from a capitalist society. They call it the can... oldest profession for a reason. They fucking, they did an experiment on fucking monkeys and the monkeys, they were trying to teach monkeys how to make, how, well, how to use money. Well, the, and the fucking the, monkeys started trading their money to get more grapes. And then they learned that they could do sex with each other to get more money so they could get more grapes. And they had to shut down the whole, the whole experiment because well, they were freaked out by the monkey prostitution. Well, th- what I'm saying is that, like, again, that's, that's what I mean. Like, when you look at a, a capitalist society, the idea is like, okay, so we can put a monetary value on anything. I feel like it's, it's fucked up for you to be like, but sex like that part of it seems ridiculous you can literally rent out 
your womb. Yeah, like I can, you can, I can sell my eggs. Well, I don't have eggs to sell, but womb. <laughs> if you have eggs, you can sell them. I you could be paid. I could be paid to be pregnant. Nobody would pay me to be pregnant. I would. It's not enough money in the world for me to do that. But if like I, the, you know, the, if you yeah, need that, twenty thousand dollars and you've got a and womb, it, you can do that. You can die in childbirth, but God forbid but, you suck a dick. But I think the and I, I think again, I think it's it's because we want to qualify work at as not involving sex and we've had conversations before about where this comes from and i don't want to like dive into it because it's a long and drawn out conversation typically but i will say that's at the heart of why none of this is truly helping sex workers is because it's not meant to they they don't want to help anyone who's a sex worker they just want you to stop doing the thing and i think you're saying the same thing they want you to stop doing the thing that they think is bad and ultimately that that's just legislative morality which is bullshit across the board yes um yeah so it's you, you you good job you guys you 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 did it's done fucked up good you fucked it up and honestly thinking back on the last few years it's i mean pandemic aside That's the worst time i was gonna say pandemic aside um yeah, it's been fucking traumatizing. And I'm just trying to be out here and like live my best life and be safe. And I want my friends to be safe. And that's all I want. That's all I fucking want is I want people to be safe and be able to do things that they, you know, want to do that aren't there. We're not hurting anybody. Yeah. And we don't have some sort of fucking false consciousness when people are like, oh, you just don't realize and you're you're helping the patriarchy. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not even a woman. <laughs> uh, but swerfs and turfs, they go together. I like to say uh, uh, so, so turfs, they're anti-trans people. Yeah. And then swerfs are anti-sex worker people. So I like to say, like, uh, it's the worst meal at the feminist restaurant it's the swerf and turf (laughs) it's a very specific joke for a very specific audience that i often cannot use on stage (laughs) (laughs) uh i was gonna say too and i think it's 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 worth noting that like so in in all of this everyone will say like oh well the 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 conditions of sex work are so terrible it's like yeah but you created those conditions by criminalizing it so if you just decriminalize it, and then the conditions won't be terrible anymore. And definitely, again, decriminalize. Uh, legalization fucking sucks. I've also worked in if illegal... You could, if you could legalize it without regulation. But the problem, again, is that it's the attitudes towards it. So if, if you change the attitudes that are towards it, then you could legalize it easily because we wouldn't think of it the way we do. I think yeah, the reason but I don't it like, sucks I, I don't like now... The, I don't like the legal system because they make you... But, they, you have to get your cervix to, scraped once and, a week. And I, I'm going to say some something very conservative, and I apologize in advance, but it's super, dope, it's super dope to, like, call someone and have them show up to beat the fuck out of someone for you. And I, and I get, like, 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 I, I, like, if someone's breaking into my house, I do want to be able to, like, call a cop and be like, get them for me. I yeah. want that feeling, and I think it's super dope to have that at your disposal i don't think you need to use it but it is super dope to have that and i think with decriminalization the problem is is that you still don't have protections and like cops it doesn't have to be sex workers. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be cops as I, I was gonna say it doesn't have to be cops but it could be legal protections where now i can take you to court i can sue you for my money i can sue you for right. like i feel like there's there's, there's protections that you thing, would get but there's also that doesn't the, the whole reason for decriminalizing sex work is to make it safer for the most marginalized people. And so right. if those and that's marginalized what I think people the have to get like a problem. permit or something. Well, the attitudes are the problem, I think. And, and that's, what, again, it's the attitudes that are behind it that make it 
that make legalization problematic. And I'm with you. We, it's, we're never going to, I hate to say this, but we're never going to change people's attitudes. Like I, I want to, and I try, but for the most part, the we just need to stop criminalizing people for doing the thing that yeah, they I think were going to do. Just... And if you're going to fucking make sex workers, if you're going to force sex workers to get tested regularly, uh, like everyone. Uh, you should be forcing fucking college students too, because you know those kids are raw dogging the shit out of each no, other. Let's just make everyone get like. Let's just make it so everyone has to get tested regularly. Or maybe don't. Maybe don't months. force anybody to get STD tested, and maybe yeah. just provide free STD testing that's easily accessible, and people will go and fucking do it because it's in their best interest. If that's the industry you work in, to not be like giving everybody gonorrhea <laughs> or like also not dying from it. That's, or that's, not dying from real HIV. Thing. Yeah, that's uh, a real thing. No, no, you can – gone on – well, we, we got to take go take a break, so we're, we're going to do that. But I will say <laughs> every STD can kill you if you let it go long enough. I just want to make sure I point that out. You know what can also kill you if you go long enough? Also HPV. Living. <clears throat> yeah, true. But also <laughs> HPV. There's a lot of stuff that can kill you. Uh, we are going to go to break, which will not kill you. We will be back alive. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> Oh my god, we're back from break. Uh, so <laughs> I just remembered I'm leaning forward because my shirt is wet. Uh, because I went to the restroom and I flicked a booger in my toilet mm-hmm. and it stuck to the end of my bidet. So I turned to the knob of the bid, you know, to clean off the bidet and mm-hmm. I turned it the wrong way and I shot myself in the face with bidet water. Oh, delicious. So, but it was actually really refreshing, honestly. I mean, it's yeah, so it's, hot. Like it's it's so hot. It's, it's so hot. That's that's a dream. I think right I'm now. just honestly. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do is fill up my tub with like cool water and just like nope. put. It it doesn't last unless you put like blocks of ice in there. It doesn't last. I have blocks of ice in my freezer right now. Then go go. Dude. That's <laughs> work. I was gonna say like you have to have block like unless you're gonna put those blocks of ice and even then it I doesn't like have you're... to be cold water. It just has to be like cool water and i'll sit there and i'll bring it my ipad so and i'll quick. set it up on the shelf i'll just watch tv from the tub like a little i tried that it, it warms up so quick that water gets uncomfortable very quickly <laughs> and that, well some of it is also like i'm huge yeah. so uh like i can't move around in my tub so i, I have uh-huh. only the same access spots and those spots get like lightning hot for me okay <laughs> yeah like, i can't imagine you in yeah, a regular a, size tub I, just because I can't, uh, I can't, I can't in a, a large size tub. There's, I've been in one tub in my life that was like adequate, and it was when we went to a, a resort where everything was just oversized because it's supposed to be like, look at the luxury. Um, <laughs> I, could, I could fit in that tub, and I remember like looking up how much that tub costs, and I think it was somewhere like around like ten thousand, and I was like, I couldn't wow. even have this, and I couldn't even have it in my my bat bathroom because it's, it's bigger than my bathroom. It would be like, all right, so you just need to make. Your whole bathroom a tub. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it would just have to be like a pool party in my bathroom. I had yeah. a dream that I did that uh, one time and it was a nightmare. It, it turned off like it's like it's fun and this is weird to dream about. But I dreamed about doing that. And then I was like, yeah, my whole bathtub room is a, is a bathtub. Yeah, I had a I had a standing shower at one point and it was a big, big one. You could fit like three people in there at once uh, well, Four. And then the, we, we made it into a tub with duct tape and a tarp. The, but see, the weird part about that is that in my dream, I, I spent the entire dream cleaning the, the giant pool-sized tub, and I had to do it every time. It was, <laughs> and like, that, was, that was my dream. 
my dream was like, well, done with the tub. All right, let me get down here with this squeegee and spend an hour just scrubbing this thing down because got to do it again for the next time. And I, that's why I don't want that. Uh, sure, that's sure. not a dream. That's a nightmare. It was a nightmare. The most tedious nightmare of all time. Welcome back to Frowntown. So, um, V, uh, while we're having tub conversations, let me ask you a question. This is going to sound weird. Uh, yeah. But I want you to I want you to really lean into this because I just I, and then more, more of the follow up question. So I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, do you think uh, America is a racist country? Now, the follow up question is I need you uh, to show your work. So why do you think that? And this is there's no wrong answers. I'm not going to I'm not going to before you start, if anyone thinks this is a trap because it's like it's a black guy asking if America is racist. I'm not. This is not a trap. I honestly want to know if you feel if America is racist and what makes you feel that way. Well, uh, first off, I think you could have done an amazing Harriet Tubman joke at any point um, <laughs> as a transition. Uh, but secondly, uh, as an Irish American, I can't even. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> your hair's God. a little green you might be able to pull it off <laughs> I am, green no, i'm, I'm half it. irish and half german uh so oh. as a as a pale a, a person of pale persuasion i this heat must be horrible for you it's 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 rough uh i would say it's yeah it's a pretty racist place and i my evidence for that is witnessing the way that people treat my friends and partners who are black okay. uh just like and 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 just like listening to the things that come out of people's mouths but so i and i'm playing <laughs> devil's advocate here so and i do this is why i want to have this conversation so i'm playing devil's advocate here because those are isolated incidents right so you know okay, i so live a life bigger well so i live a life of people being racist to me but if yeah. i collected all the people who were racist to me into like a bin and then collected all the people in america that percentage would be very low like maybe a thousand people have yelled nigger at me in my life there's like 300 million people in oh, america oh i know because i know why it's racist okay what do you got um like opportunities and resources are not evenly shared between the races okay so again playing devil's advocate if i go to another country where there are no races opportunities and resources are also not equally shared is that not just a reflective quality of capitalism and not of racism okay how about because there are poor white people too in fact there are more poor white people god i hate that i'm saying this there are more poor white people than there are poor you know the people. irish were slaves <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You see, you see I'm, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. Unfortunately, this is all the shit I hear all the time. On okay, the um, okay. Super easy to do this weak ass shit. Here's but, yeah. okay. Here's why it's racist. It's because we shoot a lot of black people. <laughs> yeah, because black people commit more crimes. All right, now here, let's let's God get damn to this. it. Let's get to this. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to point this out. Uh, this is not acted out. I hope maybe you're being a little uh, facetious. But, like, if you ask the average white person, and even the average black person, if America is racist, and what makes it that way, a lot of the answers are based kind of on anecdotal, like, experiences, on things that they've heard. And and while that can all be built into, uh, you know, a case against the country, I think the the problem is, is that we don't really focus on how the country started and how that start got us to here, Right. So, like, uh, for example, uh, a really good example. So you talked about, uh, you know, your friends and, and, you know, 
Like, for instance, cops shooting people. That's, let's just start there. So we start with cops shooting primarily black people. If we don't start with cops coming out of Reconstruction and the time period that black people were free and how they were like, uh, during that time, they were literally just meant to keep black people in check because white people were terrified. That well, black and they were used like, the Irish. They were like, hey, yeah, Irish people, did. you know what? We fucking hate you, you filthy mix. But- if you, we, you know who we hate more. But, right. And, so go and, get them. So, like, if we don't look at that past, we can't really understand the systemic racism of the of the present. Right. So, like, with it, by ignoring that past, that's why, like, if you try to talk to someone who, who, you know, doesn't really consider that past and hasn't been taught to consider that past, it's not your fault for not thinking about that, but none of us have been taught it. There's so many things that have happened in the past that people are just now finding out of, finding out about, like Rose, Rosewood and Tulsa and all the massacres. And, yeah. like, even like even small things, like, you know, I'm a black person, and I didn't know about uh, the 1985 bombing in Philly uh, until, like, the pandemic hit, and someone yeah. posted, I think Common posted, uh, black massacres, look everyone up. And there was like, one was like Philly 1985. And I was like, what? And then yeah. when I found out what it was as a person who identifies as a black socialist, I was even more terrified. Cause I was like, holy shit, that's me. They killed a bunch of me's. And so, like, <laughs> and so like, it's, it's one of those things where because we never Sir, really look I at the past. I'm just imagining a whole family and they're all different sizes, but they all have your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's just me. It's just a bunch of me's. <laughs> Little baby me. With wife me, <laughs> husband me, <laughs> kid sister me, no, <laughs> cousin me, uncle me. No, uh, so here's the thing, V. What if we started trying to teach people about the past of this country from the perspective of everyone instead of just white people? Yeah, I mean, that's, that'd be awesome, right? That'd be great. That's, I had a teacher who did that kind of when he threw out all our textbooks and gave us a copy of Howard's in. He was like, we're going to read this instead. Nice. Um, when I was a teacher in Korea, that, that was like a lot of my goal was anytime we talked about civil rights, anytime we talked about race, anytime we talked about inequality, poverty, uh, we, we got, we got a perspective of the world from more than just, you know, the typical white American perspective. Cause I was in Korea. So it was different. Right. But I'm sorry. Right. What are you going to say? Oh, um, I mean, I think I was just thinking about, uh, you know, wh- who I am now and, and the things I believe now. And I feel like fucking shout out to Mr. Messier for yeah, yeah. Uh, for reading us uh, Lord of the Rings half the time because, quote, he, they never told me it had to be real history. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. His name is Messier, other- but he's organized as fuck. No, he is actually he was he was a mess. Uh, oh, so never mind. He's a hot Messier. And he, uh, he, yeah, he had us ceremonially throw out all of our textbook, history textbooks into a trash can. And then he would hand each of us a copy of uh, a people's history of the United States. Because he was like, those textbooks are trash. And it was a whole thing. It was very cute. Mr. Messier. So awesome. The the thing I will say is, uh. But I realized as I grew up, not everybody got that, uh opportunity to well, really hate no. america like that <laughs> well well okay so a couple things uh first of all you're right not everyone in america got that same kind of like level of education to understand like other perspectives but also uh funny that you said hate america because uh there is actually an attempt to try to bring more of that perspective 
of America's history, actually looking at it from a fully critical standpoint. Uh, and it's like called critical everybody? race theory. Yeah, for everyone. It's called critical race theory. Cool. And the the most common argument against it by conservatives is that it teaches people to hate America. I want to spend uh, at the very top of all of this a hot five minutes talking about how it doesn't teach people to hate America. <laughs> uh, not even a hot five minutes. I'm just going to make this statement okay, and I'm going to move forward. Let me correct that. I, no, no, no. I you're fine. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just hate America because of the things that America's done to me personally. So, so here's um. here's what I'm saying. Uh, no, you're good. Here, here's what I want to say. Um, and I, I've, I tweeted something similar to this, but I, I will say this: if first of all, if I can just tell you the truth about a country and you hate it, yeah. What does that say about the country? If That's I can tell you the truth yeah. about, if I can tell you the truth about a country and you're like, well, I hate this country now. Yeah. Well, what does that tell you about this country? And the other thing I'll tell you is this: uh, you know, I. I, I, uh, I'm black and I know a lot about how this country has treated black people. And I will honestly say, I, I don't hate America. Like me and my cousin have this conversation a lot where he's like, well, you know, people are like, I'm just going to leave and go to Africa. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I live here. Why? I'm not li- leaving this. This is my country. Yeah. And while I am not proud of, uh, his past, I'm incensed about his presence and I'm definitely not like, uh, out here rah rah for him on the, on the gl- global scene. I still am happy that I'm American. And I feel like it's it's a weird nuanced conversation to have, but I think the 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 standpoint that conservatives would have you believe is that if you see America in all of its disgusting grossness and truthfulness that you won't love America and that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think the concept like I know very well the founding fathers walked into a room and were like Fuck women, fuck black people, <laughs> fuck poor people. Yep. I know they did that and they wrote it down on paper. That's how I know they did that. But I still love the idea that they were like, yo, I want to be freer than anyone else. I want to be free enough to do whatever the fuck I want to. And y'all can't say anything to me about it. I like that ideal. And I realize I'm, I'm overgeneralizing a lot, but the ideal itself, I still like. And I think it's still a solid oh, way to I, run I a mean, country. I, I love, I love that. I hate. The, I hate the idea of America. I love what it is right now. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's almost like the the idea like what libertarians should be but aren't. Yeah, libertarians <laughs> are wild. I didn't, and, but I guess socialism and, is a little bit more. I just I know I can't be anywhere else. I'm too loud for Seattle. I'm too loud for France. Sure, for sure. I'm too loud well, for most places. I have to be in America. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I was going to say, I feel like if you go to the hoods or the ghettos of any of those places, you're fine. Like, I think loudness <laughs> is, I'm not even trying to be funny. Loudness is a poverty thing. And I'm loud too. It's like, if you grew up poor, That's you were true. loud. That's and loudness is a noticed. poverty thing. I don't know why. Well, because why is. Uh, this is the first time I've ever people lived in a well-to-do neighborhood or whatever. And people mm-hmm. like police your, your noise levels and I mean, shit. That's what it is. Like, yeah. It's 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 because other people are like like you can't just like do what you want. What you want, you can't like people people and and yeah, it's just very strange. And they won't tell you your neighbor. They'll like call the cops. Yeah. When they yeah. could have politely come over and been like, "Hey, you're a little loud" or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's that that's indicative of well well-to-do neighborhoods, uh, which is yeah. why I never like to live in them. Um, let's talk about critical race theory real quick as the cops roll by. Um, <laughs> right as I'm like, let's talk about critical race theories. Cops. <laughs> uh, 
So let's talk about what critical race theory is and how it got started. Um, I'm going to read this from an explainer that I have from the Vox. It has one really good uh, explanatory paragraph that I think is awesome. Cool. Uh, so critical race theory emerged in law schools in the 1970s and 1980s as an alternative to the mainstream discourse in classes on civil rights law, many of which held that the best way to fight racial discrimination was to enact legal reforms. So you could legislate away racial discrimination. So according to the doctrine of that time, once the legal reforms took root, they would eventually phase out racial discrimination. Critical race theorists saw this as a surface level understanding of the role of race and racism in the law and instead posited that racism is endemic and institutionalized in the United States. For example, one legal reform can't undo decades of housing discrimination that have kept black people out of the housing market, nor can one bill in the healthcare inequities that created poor health outcomes for indigenous communities. So it's looking at the whole of America from every single aspect from every single angle and not just from a white perspective and i think the the thing that's that's uh yeah you froze for me just a little bit i think the okay. thing that's 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 weird about this is that like the the biggest problem again people have with this is that it makes you hate america but if you realize it's actually built from a standpoint of we're trying to fix some of the problems in America right. for Americans. So for black Americans who are struggling with finding housing and wealth equity, if we understand how we got to this point, we can fix those problems uh, you know, more easily or at least more efficiently than trying to actually reform. Because you know, there's been legislative reforms so far to like stop redlining, but all the damage is done. And if we're being honest, it still happens. Right. There's legislative, you know, the, the best example I can give of this is uh, my wife and I found this out that there was a, a company that went through appraisals and they found out that black people uh, usually get like $30,000 less or like, like, or no, 30% less on their property value when it comes to appraisal. Yeah, so I've heard that. You like yeah. you have your white friend come over and like stand in for you. Right. Heard- <laughs> to pretend to be like it's your house so you can get an appraisal. And yeah. so there was a lady in Chicago who did that. So she, you know, she got an appraisal with just her and then she called this, you know, different appraisal company, had a white friend stand in, and the appraisal was like thir- like literally like thirty percent higher. That's fucked and up. When you think about that, it's that attitude towards black people, is that mentality towards black people that even though the laws are in place, there's still inequity being push through because you know even if it's not a thought process of i don't like black people it could just be you know when you see a black person in a home you immediately equate it to being worth less because you think well black people don't have as much money or for whatever reason there's a bias there that is being shown and if we don't look at how we got here we'll never solve the problem we'll always be trying to hit a target that can't be solved and and i think the the catch here for conservatives is that for many of them they either want to deny that there is a problem so that they they don't think there is racially inequity and those are typically fronted by like you know your tim scott's of the world uh you know your rich black people who are like well i made it look at oprah well and, and if there was racial equity though in the you know black people got the same rights as everybody else then those guys wouldn't have their positions of power anymore so right uh we would have more representatives who look like us not just black people but across the board there would be more people who are uh indigenous and uh latinx and uh asian also well east asian indian pakistani there are name all the races jay oh my god i don't want to do it there's so (laughs) many there's so many here because i know inevitably i'm gonna miss something and someone's like well what about bulgarian americans and then i'm gonna be like god damn it so like there's so many there's so many people here 
that we would be there would be true representation across the board for everyone and that just doesn't exist and we live in a society and i think this is something i saw on reddit and it's a solid point it's never about making white people feel that they're to blame or that they're responsible right you know most white people who are alive today have not done anything to oppress white or oppress black people like i don't you don't know my whole life jay well i mean i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe burned across one time i don't know but (laughs) what i'm saying is that like no one most white people haven't aren't actively trying to oppress anyone they're not to blame for this however it can be said that if you're not trying to make america better for everyone if you are comfortable with the country only being good for you then you do share some blame for the continuance of the oppression. Sure. And I think for a lot of people, you know, once you have that knowledge of how this got here and how we are at the point we're at, I think having to then shoulder that that responsibility for improving the country for everyone and not just for yourself is why conservatives ultimately don't want this to catch on. They don't want to talk about this. And it's so much so that... Uh, I want to say there's 20, I think, no, 13 states uh, have banned critical race theory. Uh, Florida was the latest, and Florida uh, went wild with it. So uh, They always do. Florida, they banned critical race theory from public school rooms, even though a lot of schools haven't even adopted it. Uh, They also banned it from being taught in any public university. And public universities have to fill out surveys now. Uh, Students, faculty staff all have to fill out surveys about their political views and despite the fact the bill doesn't say what political views are considered unfundable if they find that the views don't line up with what they feel are uh diverse again trying to protect i guess conservatives then they're not going to fund the schools Mm. so they're going to pull uh public funding from the schools um if they try to teach it well not even if they try to teach it because that's what's weird about this it's if we don't have any so let's say i'm a a a liberal school basically there's no conservatives there are no conservatives who come to my school well when they take that survey none of my professors are conservative none of my staff is conservative or very little of my staff may be conservative none of my students are conservative well this is not a safe haven for conservative thought and so they're gonna then pull funding from the school what (laughs) yeah that's that florida literally just did that this isn't a safe place for me to be a bigot (sighs) And, and again, and that's the other I thing, too, attacked. I want to talk about. You know who the true Let, minorities in this country are? Bigots. So, so here's my next question for you. <laughs> are, conserva- are conservatives bigots? Like, are, uh, are they bigots and racists by default? And I, and I really want to have this conversation with you because I'm curious, again, about what you think. I think, but also like, I think it's difficult to... So I used to know this dude and he used to be a heroin addict. And now he's not. And he would talk so much shit about, you know, and he was homeless too. And he, but then he would talk a bunch of shit about homeless heroin addicts because he felt like, oh, well, I got clean so you can get clean too. And I'm like, yeah, but what about every day before that, that you didn't get clean? (laughs) Okay, so these internet went out. Uh, I want to take a couple seconds just to walk through the idea i guess i had around conservatives so you know i asked v right before his internet dropped like whether or not he felt that conservatives 
were inherently bigoted or racist. And I think I asked that because oftentimes we think conservatives, they're trying to protect like traditions. That's what they're known for is that they're protecting traditions in this country. And I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to protect some traditions of this country. There are things that, like I talked about that, uh, I guess that we talked about in the course of the show that we do want to protect. So, you know, uh, protecting the, the freedom to be able to say anything you want, uh, being able to, you know, have the freedom to, you know, pursue the job that you want to pursue or the career that you want to pursue or work on the one that you want to work in a way to make money. I think all of those things are things that we, we want and that we agree with and that we should protect, you know, freedom, liberty, uh, the right to pursue happiness, you know, justice. Those are all things that we should want to conserve. I think the problem with conservatives is that they also want to preserve traditions from a country that was founded, as we mentioned, by people who did not consider black people uh, to be human, by people who did not think that women should have a right to say uh, you know, you know, what happens to their bodies, by people who didn't believe in science, quite frankly. And I think conserving those traditions, or I guess, let me rephrase that, they didn't believe in science or have the understanding of science that we have now. And I think trying to preserve that tradition is what makes so many conservatives traditionally uh, racist and or bigoted because they're preserving the racist aspects as well as, you know, the good aspects of this country. And I think the problem inherently is that you can be conservative and, you know, not want to have a big government and want to have more of the states and, you know, think more about, you know, internal community building and not having the government step in in a, in a more socialist way. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can be more capitalist and be into the idea of capitalism. But a lot of the bigotry and racial animus that this country was founded on still rides through a lot of the systems. And until we understand how we got here, we're not going to understand how to move forward. So I am going to now wrap the show. V is not going to make it back. His modem overheated. Uh, you can reach out to him if you have well wishes for his modem. <laughs> um, V's Instagram and Twitter are V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I am adjective underscore J on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can reach us both uh, by reaching out to the show at Frowntown Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a great day.